Thank you, Jesus. Shall we look to God's word? We're going to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. We will continue with our theme, the great eraser. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Father, we are grateful to you this morning, Lord. We thank you for your tender mercies towards us. We thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, we bind every spirit of resistance, every critical spirit. We bind them in the name of Jesus. And we pray that God's grace may abound. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We continue with our theme, the great eraser. We say the Lord is a great eraser who has cleansed us of all our sins. Praise be unto our God. Amen. No matter who we wear, what we are, what we wear, the Lord is God who cleanses and gives us a fresh start, a new lease to life. Praise God and encourage us to tap into what is available through the provision that has been made on the cross of Calvary. Amen. While it remains a fact that the, that the Lord has cleansed us Completely, what is it that the Lord expects from us? Amen. I want to thank the guys who worked all night last night. From yesterday, 9.30 to 6.30 a.m. in the morning. The guys worked to install this. And today, if you can see it properly, unlike last week's, uh, we want to thank them. Melvin, Stephen, Benji, and Timothy. Thank you. God bless you. All right? Thank you. Amen. So we want to move forward. This is what God expects from us. Repent and sin no more. But he knows how hard it is. So he has made the provision. And we looked at the provision. 1 John chapter 2, 1. My little children, I write to you so that you might not sin. But if anyone does, we have we have what? An advocate. Melvin, this seems as if we need your touch again. All right, there it goes. Okay, hope it works. Okay, we have been given a fresh start in our lives. We have been given the provisions that we need in our lives. What does God expect from us? He's saying that the ball is in our court. Therefore, since we have these promises, beloved ones, let us cleanse ourselves. So, the cleanser is working. Thank you. Thank you. The, the cleanser is telling us, you have to cleanse yourself. And what is available for cleansing? The blood of Jesus and the water of God's word. And we looked at this, so we move on. We said, what are the precious promises? We looked at what are the precious promises. And the precious promises are activated when we are separated. Okay? 
And what does separation mean? You can't walk with God and hold hands with the devil at the same time. All right. We broke down what separation was. Separation definitely does not mean isolation. It's not isolation. It's insulation. It is what? It is contact without contamination. It is establishing boundaries in our lives. It, is, it comes with a price tag, but definitely it brings blessings in our lives. So move on. Okay, what does it mean? The Bible says we need to cleanse ourselves from what? Everything that contaminates our flesh and spirit. So this is what we said. You can read it for yourself. All right, we move to the next one. Okay, here we're going to go. We're going to look at that verse, and the Bible says, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. This is what God expects from us. Therefore, since we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Amen. So we know what is the motivating factor. The motivating factor is the promises that are given to us. At the same time, the fear of God is the context that is used. Praise God. Now, we know that holiness, God is holy. God is absolutely holy. God is perfect. Holiness is one of the attributes of God. In God, holiness is in its perfection. God cannot be more holy or less holy. If God were to be more holy or less holy, that would make us what? That would make him not God. But when it comes to men, us, we know that in men, holiness, it varies in degrees. Man in man, holiness is in degrees. Men are only capable of holiness in degrees. What does that mean? It means in your walk with God, you might be much, much more holier than I am. Praise God. See, justification is 100%. God has justified us and he has declared us righteous. Praise God. What made the temple holy? Well, it was the presence of God. What makes us holy? It is the indwelling presence of God. But that should be the motivating factor for us to live a life that is pleasing to him and as the Bible say cleansing ourselves and perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Praise God. Yes, some think that they have no responsibility in how they live because we are the temple of the living God. The temple was holy because it was God's presence were there. Because we are 
we, we have the Holy Spirit indwelling within us. We are proclaimed holy. That itself does not suffice. As some people think that we, what? We have no responsibility as to how we live in this world. Praise God. See, unlike what we think, when we read God's word, we understand that purification is also needed or an everyday sanctification is needed in our life. Praise God. It is 100% God who justifies us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Purification is also God sanctifying us 100%. But there is something that we need to know. And this is what we are going to do. We are going to do a fact check. The fact check is this, that you cannot live holy without God. Without God, no one can live a holy life. At the same time, just like a coin has two sides, the other side is God cannot bring holiness within you without you. What does that mean? What does that mean? Praise the Lord. God wants to cleanse us. He wants us to become like him. But we have to yield ourselves to him. That's why Paul says, having these promises, let us cleanse ourselves. Praise God. Practical holiness is not something God does alone. At the same time, we cannot do by ourselves. Can I repeat that? Practical holiness is, is not something God does alone. At the same time, praise God, we cannot do it by ourselves. Praise God. Amen. So God wants us to become like him. But the process as life goes on, we need to yield ourselves to him completely day after day. Praise God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Perfecting. What does that mean? Means to fulfill further. It means when we refuse to, in a practical sense, it means when we refuse to yoke ourselves with the world, when we separate ourselves, when we purify ourselves, when we cleanse ourselves, we are perfecting holiness. Praise God. In Malayalam it says, Vishuddhiye tigekyuga. It's an ongoing process that goes in our life. In man, holiness always needs perfecting. Praise God. In man, holiness always needs perfecting. Perfecting holiness is a deliberate act on our part. We need to cleanse ourselves. Mind you, not cleanse each other, but cleanse ourselves. Why ourselves? Apart from God, it is only us, I, me, you that needs to know, that knows what area that we need to cleanse 
in our lives. And the practical aspect is what Paul talks about. He says, we do need to do what? We come out from among the world, the unbelieving world. We do not yoke ourselves to the world. In doing this, we perfect holiness in our lives. And how is that possible? That is only possible when we acquaint ourselves with God in our daily life by simply spending time with him in prayer, in meditation of God's word, in devotion of God's word, in spending time with him as you continue to spend time with him and yield yourselves completely to him, that's when the process of perfecting holiness continues in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says, doing it what? Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. All this is done in the fear of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Because simply it's in the fear of the Lord. It is in this context that God wants us to live. Praise God. Our fear of God will directly impact our desires, our delights, our destinations, and our destiny. Let me repeat that. Our fear of God will directly impact our desires. It will directly impact our delights. What do we delight in? Praise God. Whatever we delight in, you spend more time with it. If it is something noble, you spend time with that. If it is something ignoble, you spend more time with it. So the fear of God becomes the context or the fear of God becomes the premises where an environment is made for us, where it impacts our desires in life. It impacts the delights of our lives. It impacts the destinations of our lives. And finally, it impacts the destiny that God has for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. It is the fear of God that will steer us away from a life in Sodom and will take us to a life in Zion. Praise God. Listen, Lot was known as a friend of the world. He pitched his tent towards Sodom and he kept moving towards Sodom. Little later, the Bible says that he was seated in the gate of the city. When the angels came, he was at the gate of the city, meaning that he had risen to prominence in Sodom by he, when he was in, in Sodom. His impact on Sodom was minimal or it was, there was no impact. Lot being friendly with the world could not impact Sodom. Abraham was known as a friend of God. He lived a life that was separated. He lived a life that was pleasing to God. From the hills, Abraham could influence 
the outcome of Lot's life. Praise God. Because he lived in the fear of God. When the fear of God is the environment, the atmosphere that you live in, what happens is you impact your life, you impact the world around you when you live in the fear of the Lord. Praise God. Listen, look at some of the verses that the Bible talks about the fear. The fear of the Lord from the Old Testament, Jeremiah 5.22. This is what the Lord says, Shall you not fear me, declares the Lord, should you not tremble in my presence? Isaiah 8, 12 and 13. Do not fear what they fear and do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you have to fear. He is the one you are to dread. Praise God. Sequel to this is what Jesus said. Do not be afraid of those who can harm your body. Praise God. But fear him who can do what? Praise the Lord. Shall we move on? Shall we move on? Proverbs 8.13, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. What does it mean? To live in the atmosphere of fearing evil simply means that it automatically prompts a response of hating evil. Praise God. The fear of the Lord makes men turn from evil. Praise God. Now, I want to make this very clear that when you and I live in this world, God wants us to have a healthy dose of fear. The fear that the Bible advocates for us is fear out of reverence to God. Because our relationship with God is our Father. He's a loving Father. At the same time, He's also a chastising Father. Because the Bible says, which father who loves his son would not chastise him or discipline him? So, this is how we want to put it. The hand of discipline is controlled by the heart that loves us. Praise God. Anytime we go through any form of discipline in our life from God is simply because he loves us and he cares for us and he wants to correct us. Praise God. Fear God. Look at the blessings that comes in our life when we fear God. Psalm 25, verse 12 to 14. This is how it goes. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show him his covenant. Praise God. Proverbs 14, 26 to 27. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress. And for his children, it will be a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death. The fear, those who fear the Lord, Psalm 34, 9, they lack nothing. Praise God. So, fear God unless, unlike what the world wants to think 
make us think. The fear of God actually ushers goodness and blessing in our life. Listen, God loves us. God loves us. He loves us to the extreme that he gave his life for us. And God's plan for us is nothing but goodness and prosperity in our lives. But you and I cannot receive that unless, unless and until we live within the fear of God. Fear out of reverence to God. Knowing who God is. Knowing what his expectation is. Praise God. God is not a sadist who gets a kick out of seeing his children suffer. Suffering is a consequence of wrong choices, oftentimes the wrong choices that we make in our lives. Praise God. But when you live in the atmosphere of the fear of God, these are the blessings that the Bible talks. What is a blessing? Number one, the Bible says God becomes our teacher. Wow. Praise God. He becomes our teacher. Now, all you guys have teachers. You have teachers in school, professors in college. Uh, you might have mentors. You know, we are constantly being trained and we are given information. But God as a teacher, praise God, he will lead us in the paths of righteousness. He will lead us in the path, in the highway of holiness. He will lead us in paths where we will experience bliss and blessing in our lives. Praise God. Those who fear him, the Bible says the blessing that comes is prosperity. Hey, who doesn't want to be prosperous? Do you think that God wants any one of us to be not prosperous? He wants us to be prosperous, but you receive that blessing when you live a life that is, praise God, pleasing to him. Praise God. Not only that, the Bible says that when you fear God, the prosperity that the Bible talks about, it trickles down. What does that mean? It means that it flows from you. You receive it. You experience it. Not only that is not content, that you experience it and you receive it. God is a God who releases immeasurable grace. His riches, as the Bible says, is immeasurable. You can't measure it. And because of that, it flows into your life and it trickles down, meaning it flows into your descendants. It flows into your children. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Folks, when we really understand our God, praise God, and the blessings that we can experience when we live in fear of God, you would not want a second option. Because the Bible says, I will take care of you and I will take care of your descendants that's going to come. Praise God. Hallelujah. It doesn't stop there. This is what the Bible says. He got your Ears. What does that mean? He got your ears. What does that mean? Huh? Man. God tells you what? Huh? He got your ears. I know. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean, guys? 
Now, we read that. Guess we're not paying attention. That's the problem. Hmm? The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. What does that mean? He lets you in on. Now, guys, this is not gossip, okay? This is not gossip. Praise God. Give me an example of the secret of the Lord that the Lord reveals. Come on, so that we understand what we're talking about. Right. God says, should I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? So God shared that secret with him. He said, listen, Abraham, you know, I'm going to take care of what? Sodom. Praise God. So he lets you in, lets you in on the secrets of God. Praise God. You have his ear. Hello? Do we have his ear? Through it from the word? <laughs> this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his fears. All his troubles. So when you cry out, God hears. You have his ear. Here it's the reverse. He has your ears, meaning he whispers into your ears. Ever heard him? Ever heard him? Praise God. Ever heard him? My sheep heareth my. If you are the sheep, you will hear his voice. That's how it is. My sheep hear his voice. My sheep heareth my voice. So God wants us to hear him. And that hearing takes place when you, when you saturate yourself in God's word. That hearing takes place in the stillness of night. That hearing takes place when you spend time in his presence. He whispers into your ears. Who hears? Those who fear the Lord. Listen, the next verse says that... You have access to his fortress. What does that mean? What does that mean? You have access to his fortress. What does that mean? Huh? You are covered. Praise God. You are covered. Praise God. Not only you, this coverage is what? It's for you and for your children by virtue of what? By virtue of the fact that you live in the atmosphere of the fear of God. My God, if there is so much blessing associated in the fear of God, why do we not want to live fearing him? Praise God. The fear of life is a fountain. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the interesting thing is, the more you purify yourself. Listen. What is the context? The context is purifying, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So the more you purify yourself, you are going to find more what? 
More what? More what? What do you think? What do you find? The more you purify yourself, you find more imperfections in life. Praise God. Because the standard is what? The standard is high. The problem is when the standard is you and me and everybody else around us, then we are just matching up with what? Nothing really. So the more you purify yourself, the more you cleanse yourself, you realize that what? That's why Isaiah was walking around saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Not the whoa, not that whoa. All right? And all of a sudden when he saw the glory of God, he says what? Woe is me. Because he saw the what? The real glory. All these days he only saw the glory of King Uzziah. And everything was compared to that. But once he saw the one who was lifted up. Exalted one. And his train fills the temple. And they cry out holy, holy, holy. All the time he realized that it was not woe unto you. It was woe to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. The purifying process is an eye-opening process. It opens our own eyes to ourselves. And it makes us to learn, admire, and appreciate something. The beauty of his holiness. Only way we can appreciate the beauty of his holiness is when we purify ourselves. That's when you learn to admire the beauty of his holiness. We all admire beauty. I like to look and, and, and I like to see the nature and I admire them. I see the handiwork of God. Beautiful. Praise God. And likewise, there is the beauty of God's holiness. And it can only be beheld when we live in the atmosphere of the fear of God. Praise God and cleanse and purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and the soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Yes, we are talking about fear out of reverence to God. I realize who he is out of reverence to him. I fear God and that causes me to live a life that is pleasing to him, not to anybody else. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is what McChain said, and I quote this, Lord, make me as holy as it is possible for a man to be on this side of heaven. End quote. I'll quote it again. Lord, make me as holy as it is possible for a man to be on this side of heaven. Praise God. Hey, 
We're going to do a fact check now. What do you see up there? The word and the world. They sound similar. They even look similar. But there is a world of difference in it. So, what are we looking at? We are looking at this. Praise God. We need to monitor the momentum. Monitor whose momentum? Whose momentum? Our own momentum. Praise God. Are we drifting into the world? Or are we diving into the world? Praise God. Both requires momentum. One is drifting into the world. The other is diving into the world. Praise God. When the premises and the context and when the environment is the fear of the Lord, it causes us to create a momentum in us that makes us dive into God's word. Praise God. Because the fear of God has a direct impact on my desires and what I delight in. Praise God. The Bible says, Psalm 37, verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord and it will give you the desires of your heart. Look at this, man. You know, people think that God is so, so dry. No. He says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you what? This, oh my God. So an environment that pleases God, Praise God and diving into God's word. You delight to be in his presence. God says what the desires that stem up within your heart. I will take care of it. Wow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now check the other momentum. There is a momentum in both. The world he has a momentum and the world also has a momentum. The world momentum is also a momentum, but it is a momentum based on what? Drifting. The writer of Hebrews says what? Praise God. The drift is possible. Diving is deliberate act. Listen. Diving is a deliberate act. Drifting is not a deliberate act. Drifting is, it's you just ease and you go and you're not even aware that you're going. So when we drift into the world, it's an auto process. It's a flow. But to dive into God's word, it is a deliberate discipline that needs to be acquired and cultivated in life. Praise God. Hallelujah. That only happens when you start munching on God's word. We need to grow up from chewing gum to chewing the word. Tell your neighbor, chew the word. Praise God. We need to grow up. 
Praise God. We are only aware of, 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 of why, do we, why do we chew gum? Why do we chew gum? Exercise for the jaw. Why do you chew gum? Don't even want to say it, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. When you chew the word, it brings delight to him. Praise God. That connects to him. Praise God. Your desires will change. And God says, the desires that come from within, I will bring it to pass. Praise God. Hallelujah. Question is, are we drifting into the world or are we diving into the world? Praise God. We want to be people who dive into God's word. Therefore, since we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from every filthiness that contaminates body and spirit. Praise God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I'm done. Praise God. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God, not in the fear of man. Praise God. The fear of man, the Bible says, is a snare. Praise God. It will trap you. It's a scheme devised to tackle you and bring you down. While the fear of God allows you to rise into new heights. Praise God. What dictates your life? Is it the fear of God or the fear of man? Praise God. You cannot live a holy life, one that is pleasing to him, if you have the fear of man. If you have the fear of man, it will make us good undercover operatives. What is that? Fear of the Lord will make us good undercover operatives. What does that mean? What does that mean, guys? Huh? You don't have to be in the FBI or the NYPD or the NAPD to be an undercover operative. If you're living in the fear of men, you become an undercover operative. In other words, your life is dictated by who is watching you when. Praise God. But when you fear God, praise God. You are not an undercover operative. Praise God. Joseph said, how can I sin? How can I sin before him and my master? Because he lived in the fear of God. Praise God. Daniel resolved, determined that he will not defile himself with the food of the king because he feared God. Praise God. A healthy dose of fear of God will catapult you into loving God. Praise God. You become the lover of God and God becomes the lover of your soul. 
Praise God. Even if the world will put you in the pit, he has a plan to bring you out of the pit, Joseph. Even if the world will put you in the lion's den, he has a plan to bring you out of the lion's den, Daniel. Praise God. Even if the world will put you behind bars, he will get you out, Saul and Silas. Praise God. We ought to fear God more than men. Who said it? Who said it? Peter and John said, we ought to fear God more than men. What does that mean, guys? Does that mean fearing God will make you so fearless that you don't care about the law of the land? No, that's not what we are saying. Praise God. What we are saying is a healthy fear of God will help you to live a life that is pleasing to him and that will bring promotion, prosperity in your life. Praise God. Who does not want that? Everyone does. Praise God. And the solution is in God's word. When we abide by that, praise God. God's laws are not cumbersome. God's laws are not burdensome. My yoke is, my yoke is, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Praise God. All eyes closed. Shall we pray? Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. You're such a good God. Lord, we thank you for your plans. You not only cleanse us, Father. You have made provision for us, O oh Father. So that we can live a life that is victorious. That is jubilant. That is holy. That is pleasing to you, Father. We pray that we will cultivate the fear of God in our lives, in our family, in our church, in our community, in our nation. Every blessing that you have pronounced to those who fear God, we pray that all of us will experience that by obeying your word. Bless your people. Bless us together. Send us home with the abundance of God's grace. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The secretary has an announcement. He's going to come and he's announced.